Hey, this is Craig Cannon, and you're listening to Y Combinator's podcast. Today's episode is with Yanchi Zhang and Anu Hariharan. Yanchi is the co-founder and COO of OFO, and Anu's a partner here at YC. So before we get going, if you haven't yet reviewed the show wherever you get your podcast, it would be awesome if you did. All right, here we go. Hi, I'm Anu Hariharan, a partner at YC, uh, and thank you, Yankee, for uh, being here today with us uh, for our global growth event and for uh, doing this uh, interview with us. So Yankee is uh, the co-founder and CEO of OFO. Uh, can you describe what OFO is for our audience? Absolutely. So uh, first of all, Anu, thanks very much for having us. I'm very excited to, uh, to be here to share our story. So uh, OFO is the first uh, smart um, station-free bike sharing program uh, in the world. Uh, so what we do is that uh, we provide the station-free bikes and for people to use um, to, to, to unlock with their smartphones. Um, it's very easy accessible. Uh, it's, uh, it's very green. And it's a very smart way uh, of getting around the city, especially for the last mile. Great. Can you talk about the scale as well? Like how many cities are you in? How many trips do you cover? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, as of today, uh, we are in 180 cities. Mm -hmm. uh, we're doing uh, over 25 million trips a day. And we have deployed over uh, 10 million bikes already. Uh, and we're in right now, uh, globally, 13 countries. Uh, the goal here is that by the end of this year, we're going to go to at least 20 countries. Oh, that's phenomenal. I mean, it's uh, truly unique for a Chinese company to really go international this fast. Um, you know, before I touch into how you did the international expansion, um, I wanted to hear your story on year one. You know, what was the motivation to launch OFO and how did you guys go about doing that? Basically, uh, the company was founded by a group of passionate cyclists. Um, so it was founded in university when we were in university. So uh, the very natural um, thing is that you have your bike in the university. Uh, but I think probably like this something everybody has experienced is that your bike being stolen. Mm -hmm. and uh, or like A he, lot in San Francisco, actually, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. So found himself like he lost four bikes during his, uh, during his university mm -hmm. period of time. Um, so yeah, so we come up with this idea of what if like we have a shared bike system, like people don't don't need to worry about like bike being stolen, be be like a, like a, like a, like a, when you go out of a station, right? There's still like 1.5 miles to go, but you don't have any transportation methods. You have to walk or something like that. Um, what if we, what if we can solve that problem, right? Mm -hmm. So that's that's where sort of like the idea uh, came about. Uh, I think this kind of um, Last mile commuting problem is, uh, we feel that in China, but right now we know like it's actually universal, like it's, it's everywhere, mm -hmm. right? There is not a, before us, there's, there's not a like very good solution mm -hmm. for that, mm -hmm. right? So, um, so yeah, so that's, 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 that's where we, uh, where we came from. And, and it's very natural, like, like any other startup in the world, like we, we came up of, from like wanting, wanting to solve like very simple, pain point of, mm -hmm. of, of people's regular daily life, right? So, uh, so yeah, so we started in 2014 and uh, in university, right? And at Beijing, Which university was uh, it? Beijing University. Okay. Yeah, so basically that's where uh, the founding team studied. So basically like we um, started from there and we spent some time to um, expand to uh, 200 universities at the beginning. Um, and starting from uh, 2016, end of, 2006, end of 2016, uh, we expanded to the cities. Um, so in the city markets, because we have the experience of running operations um, and and uh, and all the systems mm -hmm. like 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 within the university. So in the city, it's, it's different scenario, but there are a lot of things we can borrow. Mm -hmm. So we scale really quickly. Um, we spend eight months to expand to uh, over 170 and 80 cities. Oh wow! In, in, in mm -hmm. China, also include um, uh, some international cities. Mm -hmm. 
right now mainly in China. Uh, and the trips uh, grew from, at the beginning it was 200,000 trips um, last year. Right mm -hmm. now it's over 25 million. So there's a, there's a big growth there. Yeah. Um, yeah, so so that's that's sort of like uh, our story and our trajectory. Yeah, so I so I wanted to go back a little bit on the first year when you launched in the university. Mm. How did you launch? Did you make your own bikes because you obviously wanted to move from doctor stations to something that people could access anywhere? So how did you? How what was the supply in the first year? Yeah, so uh, it's very interesting because at the beginning the idea was to use like a, we call the hundred percent sharing model. It's like we use the existing bike to sort of like uh, as a supply source. Mm -hmm. So um, in China, we, well, in chi China is, is, is called the kingdom of bicycles. We have a lot of bicycles. Yeah. So when we started the business, uh, we, we look at the statistics, the annual sales of bike and an existing stock of bike. Actually, in China, we have 400 million bikes. Mm -hmm. So it's very natural thoughts, like what if we, we activate that existing supply, right? Just so like Uber or Diddy. For yeah, it's just like a huge amount out there. So, um, so that's what we did at the beginning. So basically what we do is that we go out there and telling people through different channels, like we're doing this shared bike program and everybody's welcome to donate their bike to our system. Uh, we start something like um, we call exchange one for N, mm -hmm. uh, which means like you donate your bike and uh, and then you have access to all the awful bikes in the system, mm -hmm. right? So we think that we thought that this this people would love it, and and like a lot of bike would be donated. Mm -hmm. But what actually happened is that it's a very new idea, first of all, um, and second is that um, uh, like not actually many people are willing to uh, like give up their like personal possessions mm -hmm. like like then like share right at the beginning it's hard for people to uh, to quite understand the idea so uh, at the beginning the supply growth is actually quite slow mm -hmm. like um, every day I think we collect 30 40 bikes that that's that's the, mm -hmm. that's a number um, at the same time, like the demand actually grew very fast. Like when, uh -huh. we, when we put the first batch of bike on the, on the street on, on in the university, people just love it. It's explosive. Like people like talk about it in different like um, forums, everything. Like people love it. Um, only thing is that people complain is they cannot find the bikes. The people like they saw people uh, students riding bikes, but they cannot get one for them because mm -hmm. there's not enough bikes. Bye. So that was the moment really we started to think um, the uh, the supply growth is very a uh, bottleneck for us. So how do we solve this? Mm -hmm. right, so uh, I think back in 2015, we came up with, with this idea of going to the largest manufacturers in, in, in China, which is in Tianjin, as a city very close to Beijing. Uh, that's where most of the largest um, bike manufacturers are in, in China and in the world. Mm -hmm. So we go talk to them. We, we, we basically we start this this to expand the idea of sharing bike sharing, right? So it's not just about uh, sharing the existing stocks, but also but also about like uh, bringing the new bikes mm -hmm. that the manufacturers uh, tend to sell, plan to sell to the individual buyers to our platform mm -hmm. to be shared by people, mm -hmm. right? So on average, our bikes are 20 times more efficient uh, than the private bike. On our platform, on average, one bike serve over 20 users, um, on, on like uh, like uh, compared to like one mm -hmm. private bike serve one people, right? So, um, so yeah, so we we came up with, with this idea, and then we approached them, and then we started to have a small trial at the beginning because we do not have much funding in the beginning. So we buy some bikes, and then we put it in the university, and and well, also like uh, when you have your own uh, suppliers, uh, it's very easy to control the qualities and also mm -hmm. like the 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 
the, the colors and, and, and the bike itself, right? So we have 100% control of your supply. And, uh, and that's when the, we call the small yellow bike was born. Mm-hmm. Right, so we have that. Back then, it's like uh, it's like uh, we have the bikes, and some some we paint the bike, but it's like uh, it's it's not it's not very good. So so um, when we have our own supply, oh, so you our, painted the existing bikes. Yeah, so back which then, you were sourcing from so others. We, so we've been painting bikes. Sometimes we don't paint; we just like use the bike and add our lock. Mm-hmm. So you, when you, when you walk in university, you see our lock. That mm-hmm. means that's an awful bike. So uh, it's not very easy to identify sometimes, and, and also like it's, there are different bike types. Does mm-hmm. not look very identical. Um, so yeah, so basically like the 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 new model works better. So that's that's uh, the solution we find to scale our supply, and mm-hmm. it, it works out pretty well. And very quickly we expand to like ten universities, uh, fifty universities, and we we'll spend a year mm-hmm. to uh, to expand to uh, two hundred universities, which is quite a lot um, yeah. in, in in China. Hundred percent market share, profitable, and people love it. Uh, students love it. And uh, uh, so yeah, so that's 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 how our story begins. Mm-hmm. So you expanded to two hundred universities by the end of first year. Yeah, but then so basically we started uh, well, if, like graduate pick it up, uh-huh. and, and and we started in two thousand fifteen of this like new model of of purchasing the bikes and, nice. and expand, and yeah. we spent a year uh, from two thousand fifteen to two thousand sixteen, and we focusing on expand to different uh, universities mm-hmm. because uh, universities like it's a closed area in China. Most of your universities have like the the, the the walls, so it's it's sort of like a sort of like a natural closed area where mm-hmm. we're like uh, like a uh, you don't need to worry about like bike be t- taken out of the the, the, mm-hmm. the university because we hire people um, our stuff like at the gate like uh, people cannot go out right they see bike and they block it so it's very easy and uh, also like it's it's much more much simpler environment in terms of the, the user behavior mm-hmm. like um, students is like uh, is like they where they where they live where where they go where the the libraries refectories like the the gyms the, the football fields. It's, it's it's dorms like it's very very easy to sort of like do the rebalancing. It's very mm-hmm. simple, I would say the the um, the scenario. So I th- I think that one year actually gave us a lot of insights, mm-hmm. a lot of like practice about how to organize the operation. Even back back then, we do not have a very smart system. Mm-hmm. We use like uh, Excel sheets. We use like sometimes just write down at different universities. Uh, but that gave us like a very good um, experience on how to manage a ground team. Mm-hmm. Right, so like like how many people we need, for how many bikes, and how to maintain the bikes, and what bikes we need, right? Because people like they will see like bike been broken, mm-hmm. and and like uh, like how do how do we do ba- rebalancing, right? Mm-hmm. So what 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 how much time in advance do we need uh, in what scenarios? So so actually we have a lot of experience uh, and being playbooked uh, into into that into mm-hmm. that uh, into our operation model in that year, which where we can borrow yeah. for the for the seed expansion. So I think that's one of the most important important um, uh, reason why we can expand so fast, scale so fast in, 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 in the city. Because when you figure something out in a smaller scale, I think right. it's for, sort of like a natural com, uh, like, like, a, like a close a business development. Yeah, yeah. Sort of like a, like, a, like, a, like, a, like a trajectory. It's like when you figure something out in a small environment and then you gradually take it out and also in at the beginning when we do city expansion, we do not just go to like a lot of cities. We mm-hmm. go to like two districts in Beijing and Shanghai. And like we, we try to sort of like have a managed managed expansion and have some, some experience, okay, this is how how it feels mm-hmm. like in the city and how people how, how people use it. This is this is like how should we do like a rebalancing because in 
university is very easy. Like we use certain type of vehicles to do the shifting and balancing stuff. And, and but in a city, different city has different regulations. Mm -hmm. So, for example, in Beijing, we can use this three wheel electric vehicle to sort of like to move the bikes, which is very efficient. Mm -hmm. um, but in this, a lot of southern cities in China, like Shenzhen and Guangzhou, the cities, uh, these vehicles are banned. So you, we have to find a different vehicles. Um, sort of like sometimes we need to modify some of the uh, some of the small vans to uh, to uh, to do the rebalancing. So so yeah, all this kind of like challenges mm -hmm. specifically in the city uh, we we need to tackle. Um, like, it's an interesting uh, observation here. It's even though you're very different from a social network, I think uh, Facebook often talks about that. Like the learnings for them was the fact that they did a university and university rollout. First mm -hmm. they figured out Harvard, then Stanford. Um, and then, you know, before they opened it up, uh, to the ma you know, to yeah. basically to everyone, they had 80% penetration in universities in the U.S. And they talk about how they figured how to build the products such that there was high engagement in universities. Uh, so it's a very interesting parallel. And so I wanted to ask you, when you were in 200 universities, how did you decide when to switch to the city? And what motivated you to switch to the city? And how did you think about, you know, because as you said, for all the elements, why the university is so different from city, how did you tackle that first city that you went to? Yeah, I think there have been discussions of going to the city very early, right? Mm -hmm. So probably like from day one. Mm -hmm. um, I think there are a lot of, uh, we think there are a lot of conditions of, of going to the city, right? So we need a lot more bikes in, mm -hmm. in the, in, then in the, in the university. And the bike itself need to be upgraded because mm -hmm. in, in, in the university we use simple bikes, regular bikes. In the city probably we need to use bikes with gears, bikes with like much more like a lot of like anti-theft features being implemented, which will increase the cost and everything. So, um, so yeah, so basically we, we, we spend a lot of time, first of all, uh, researching, uh, developing, uh, the bikes that we need. For the city mm -hmm. and do tests in a very small uh, area. Um, so, so yeah. So basically, like um, uh, we develop the bike for the city and uh, we expand operationally to the to the university. So that's what we do in the first year. And at, at a certain point, uh, we think that um, first of all, we're ready on the product side, and also like we're ready on the operation on the operation side. Mm -hmm. And third is also on the market, right? So we think that in China, I think there are two thousand universities, and and but the best ones are like the, the top ten percent. So we're in quite we have a quite good coverage of the uh, of the uh, of the of the good quality universities, like which has the best, uh, I would say the uh, the campus structure construction and also like the university quality, students quality and everything. So. Um, so yeah, so basically you feel like you, like in US, you, you, you have all the Ivy League or, or, the, or, the, or the UC, uh, system, right? So when you have all that, um, so you, we think that, okay, so, so the next stage probably like we can, we can, we can go to the city. And also like in terms of like the team, right? At the beginning, uh, the company was created by, uh, founded by, uh, uh, like a student project, but mm -hmm. later, like, we upgrade the team, upgrade the team, and, and certain, a certain point, like, we have, we have, um, like, uh, the city management, city operation management team, uh, set up. Mm -hmm. Um, we think that's, that's the time, because we, when we go to the city, we want to make sure that that is a win, and we have, we there, so this is a sort of like a bet we take. So we need to make sure we have mm -hmm. the necessary resources, necessary necessary um, the necessary team and product ready uh, before we go to the city. So so that was the moment. I think last year, I think November, October, November was the moment. Like we think, okay, this we're ready, right? Yeah. We, we we start expecting. Got it. Um, Can so you also talk about the playbook for each city? So when you're deciding to launch in a new city, what do you? What's the first step? Is it hiring a city GM? Um, is it putting up a wait list? Like, what is it? Yeah. So, um, how do we, how do we launch cities, um, both domestically and internationally? Is that, first of all, we would do, uh, we'll do a research. We'll do, a, um, like a city list digging, right? Into, mm -hmm. like, which cities are the target cities. Mm -hmm. Right. So we look at a lot of metrics. Um, like, I think there are, 
over like 20 of them, mm-hmm. um, like including the population density, and like uh, the, pen, uh, the, the credit card penetration, the smartphone ownership, uh, how the city is planned, and also like the, the price for the public transportation, for taxi, how much money, how much percentage of money the household average spend on, on every month on, on transportation and stuff, all this like metrics. Et cetera, et cetera. Uh, like uh, we come up, there's a formula, so we come up with a city list on, on a market size, right? And also, like, uh, what's the history of the local authorities, mm-hmm. like about like the new technologies, mm-hmm. new companies, like all these, right? We, we quantify it, and then we have like a list of cities uh, out there um, in China and internationally, mm-hmm. right? So, so we 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 find the cities. So that's sort of like a we call it Air Force uh, approach. Like you you, you, look, you, you look at it, yeah. <laughs> and then we 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 look at uh, we look at the marine approach. So we send people. We, we send people on the ground, right? Sort of like the launchers or basically the launchers, right? Sometimes we send operation managers as launchers, but some people on the ground. How many people do you send? Uh, in China, actually, we because we're already in 200 universities to start with, so we have teams in 200 uh, not 200 cities, but like uh, I think 50 cities, mm-hmm. right? So like uh, like uh, we have like very good resources. Like we just have some people like to go to the city to do mm-hmm. some tasks and stuff. So it's easy to start. But for international markets, we do we need to hire launchers um, and uh, and send them. So but the hiring process start like a um, few months before we mm-hmm. we 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 we, um, we we the the launch date of their national business. So so yeah, we hire the people. Like most of them, like Chinese at the beginning, uh, they have experience of leaving international market, uh, mm-hmm. international countries, um, or like doing business there and stuff. So we send the first batch of launchers, landing team on the ground. Is it like five or ten people? Or uh, something like that. Yeah. So, okay. so I think it's like ten plus. Ten so, plus. So, okay. so different, like one people to one country, something like okay. that. And then they go there and they launch the the the, the, the do the basic setups, right? And well, first of all, they need to do what what they need to do is that actually the market research, the green light process. So they go there, spend like um, a week or t- a week or two, actually like to 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 cross check with with what the air force has found has found, right? So all this metrics, mm-hmm. what it's real really like, and how people think about it and everything, mm-hmm. and talk to people, um, actually try out the local public transportation and feel about experience and everything. So. Yeah, so the green light process will take one week or so, mm-hmm. one or two weeks, and then we have the uh, have them start to uh, start to uh, to uh, uh, um, establish the uh, the uh, basic foundations of the company, right? So we we will start to initiate the contact with the local authorities. Uh, we start to like uh, the recruiting process because uh, well, like I said, we, we need a local team mm-hmm. to run run the run the business like in the long term. So they start to recruit the local people. What's and, the uh, team composition initially for a local team? Like, what are you looking for? Is it GM with few support? Like, what's the structure? Yeah. So the ideal structure would be like a, a GM, mm-hmm. a city GM, um, and uh, and with operation uh, because we're we're like quite heavy on operation. So mm-hmm. maybe one or two operations. Uh, one in terms of like managing the the, the maintenance stuff. One is man- managing the bike. Right, so it's like uh, it's like operation, and also like on the marketing side, we also need people to do the user acquisition, the mm-hmm. the, the PR, like the things. But um, in terms of like hiring orders, um, so it's the it's the it's the city GM and the, uh, the operation team and the marketing team. Uh, but sometimes like uh, find to find the city GMs is slower, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not very fast. So we we probably start with the the operation team mm-hmm. side. So, um, so yeah, every city is different. Um, so most of the city are, are run by launchers. So launchers, everybody, right? So mm-hmm. launchers doing everything. So it's 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 like that, and um, that's very similar to uh, to most of the most of the expansion model uh, by other internet companies. I would mm-hmm. say um, only one difference is that we are operation heavy. So basically, like we we we'll put put more, um, I would say, the attention on the operation side. So that's 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 how we do. So so yeah. So basically, that's the basic structure. Yeah. So, so we, we, we can you talk a little bit about the operations because it's a little different from ride sharing, right? Mm. Ride sharing, you have 
someone who's driving their own car and you're requesting via the app and it take, helps you take point A to point B. Mm. Uh, at OFO, you have your supply of bikes. Mm. So, and people can drop it anywhere and pick it up anywhere. So mm. can you talk about what does the operations entail? Yeah, so um, the operations, is, is, is there's a different uh, different categories. All right, so the most important ones are the uh, bike deployment, mm -hmm. uh, the bike rebalancing, uh, the bike maintenance. All right, so these are the, the key things. So at the beginning, obviously, like we have the bike in the city, and we, we basically we, we we ship bike from China or some factories in Europe and in, 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 in different parts of the world. So when we have the bike, it's the when when the bike enter the city, it's the operation team's uh, mm -hmm. responsibility to uh, to uh, to maximize the efficiency of the bike. So basically, the deployment, right? So where to put the bike to begin with, right? For example, like uh, in in in, well, in small cities, it's easier, right? So it's just like put it in the city, like mm -hmm. the transportation hub. Yeah. Uh, but for big cities like London. Like, uh, like, uh, maybe like, uh, well, like, 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 uh, uh, San Francisco, like, well, we're not in San Francisco yet, but if we, if we do, probably like we start with one district, right, instead of like going to the whole city. So, um, so yeah, so, so basically, like, we will find, um, uh, like the most bike from either the most bike friendly or the, like, uh, the most uh, dense city in terms of population. Mm -hmm. Um, there, there, there are some criterions you can use. To find those locations, and then you start to deploy bikes. And also, there's another criterion that uh, other thing you can look at is like uh, where are the areas in the city where people um, open our apps most frequently, mm -hmm. like before we're in the city. Mm -hmm. Right, so we see that heat map. We see, okay, this is area actually. Maybe it's a student area, like mm -hmm. a lot of like Chinese students. Right, so they're used. Uh, used that's how you found out about Singapore, right? Uh, yes. So in Singapore, is that we see that heat map. We see like, okay, when we when we try to decide which is the first national city to go, we see like the the global map where like we have the most usage, most user activity uh, before we're in the city. Right, so we see Singapore is obviously is, is, is the most popular one, and we go there, and yeah, so so the business business took off very quickly. Um, yeah, so so that's that, and there must be some some areas in the city like has that fat factor, but that is only one thing to consider, right? So there are there, there are different things, and and also like in some 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 places like we 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 uh we talk to the government, and there's some areas like it's um the the, the local authorities need us to provide assistance. For mm -hmm. example, uh in in uh, in Austria, like we have very good uh, relationship with local authorities. Like we start with District Two, mm -hmm. um and uh, and the second district we go is the District Twenty One, uh, which is uh, I would say in that city is kind of like uh, far away from the center mm -hmm. and it's less like mobility uh, options for the uh, for the for the citizens and if we go there it's actually add up to the add up to the uh, add up to the mobility like people to have, have can have there so so yeah so this type of things are all in our, into our considerations so uh, basically our, our principle is that we go to the city we want to help the city solve their mobility problems um, we want to listen to the city what they need um, and and we provide our solution so that's 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 our way to to work with the cities so um, so yeah, so so I think uh, uh, whenever we go, we make sure like we have that conversation. Uh, we, we we be transparent. We're transparent uh, with the with, with the local people and local authorities on what we what, what we are um, and uh, and what we can do um, uh, to to make sure like it's uh, it's a win win situation. Yeah, and you are present in the U.S. now, right? Yes. So we launched in Seattle. Okay. And uh, and I think we launched two cities in East Coast uh, mm -hmm. in the in the Greater Boston area as well, and, uh, and more cities to come. Great. So what do you think, uh, you know, many people are skeptical about the U.S., right, for bike sharing. And I know you've often told me that even in China, you changed the behavior of the people to use bike sharing. So what's your view of the U.S.? Do you think that there's enough demand for the bikes and do you think there'll be a behavioral change? 
Yeah, so uh, I think the we can sort of like take one step back and ask like uh, the question of like what a city needs, mm -hmm. right? No matter it's a Chinese city, U.S. city, like like what city needs, what do people living in the city need, right? So uh, I think to get around the city, right, uh, get around the city in a smarter, greener, um, like um, more affordable, um, and uh, and and like more accessible way, I think it's it's it's, it's always better. Mm -hmm. Right, so if there's something like uh, like you can use like like match all these criterions above, uh, people must use it. So mm -hmm. that's our basic basic assumption. Um, so if that assumption stands, uh, we would say like uh, there's actually not quite big difference between city to city in, in the world in terms of like uh, what city needs. Mm -hmm. Right, so that's 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 where we uh, where we start. To think. Um, so, secondly, obviously, like there are different uh, characteristics of, of different cities. Mm -hmm. Right? Some cities are like more dense. Some cities are more sort of like on, um, I'd say, the hilly than the others. Yeah. Some cities are more like the transportation, public transportation development stage is, is different. Mm -hmm. uh, people like uh, in different cities, people are willing to spend different money in mm -hmm. in in on transportation. For example, in in Brazil, on um, on um, like uh, people, the average household spending. Uh, on the transportation is thirty percent of their income, so that's mm -hmm. super high. Mm -hmm. um, but in maybe in US, it's much lower. Yeah. Um, and also, like, what is people? What people's like, like, like habit, like, like, uh, like existing behavior. Mm -hmm. For example, in Paris, um, the the, cons uh, the 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 percentage of transportation by bike is only like single digit, like three to five percent. But in Amsterdam, it's thirty percent. It's ten yeah. times higher. So, so yeah. So every city is is, is different, different, right? So, but the thing is that. Um, First of all, the last mile commuting problem is universal. Number two is that I think for most of the cities, uh, people need, um, I think, uh, uh, like, a, well, most cities people don't have sort of like a um, very convenient, mm -hmm. uh, like, a, like a smarter and, and, and a cheap way of getting around the last mile. So, um, so that's where we are and where we're kicking. So, so I think, uh, um, U.S. cities also have that have that sort of yes. uh, uh, problems or like uh, character characteristics. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, I think in, in, in San Francisco, in Los Angeles, in New York, is like the cities are very different. Um, but I think uh, we're very confident. Like our solutions will be something like people have never experienced before. Mm -hmm. So and um, and and we are here to solve the problems. Probably we need to make some product upgrades, like mm -hmm. adjustments. Yeah. Probably we need to make some make some operation adjustments. Mm -hmm. um, but I. In terms of like making adjustment to adapt to local markets, I wouldn't say like U.S. market is very different from let's say Japan mm -hmm. or, or 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 France or, or U.K. Right? So we, we make adjustment all the time. Yeah, that's what we do. Got it. Great. Yeah, few and a few adjustments are obviously needed to cater to the local markets. Yep. Let's talk about electric bikes because yes. I know you've briefly uh, mentioned that. So what's the vision for Ofo going forward? Yeah. So uh, if you look at the trip distance right now, um, first of all, like uh, in the city. Right, so it's actually most of most of the distance are short. Right, it's so a short trips in the city, and uh, you can see like uh, what we do uh, as bike sharing company, regular bike, mechanic bike. Right, so what we do is that normally the the trip distance ranges from three hundred meters mm -hmm. to uh, three kilometers. That's where uh, that's where like the bike uh, people distance bike can can help. So, um, um, and it, that is like for every city. That's mm -hmm. that's that's good. Right, so um, obviously I think the natural next step is that we want to. Extend on both ends. Yeah. Well, on the short ends, like uh, we see that happening already, people are getting lazier, right? So it's like uh, before that, people are willing to walk three me three hundred meters, but right now with bikes, even like one hundred meter, I, I I take a ride. <laughs> so and, and on on the uh, probably we don't need to much things on there, just improving the riding experience. Uh, on the far end, probably like there are a lot of things to do, right? So with mechanic bikes, we are comp constantly in 
uh, improving our writing experience. Right now, we see a very steady, um, like a, like a, like a, like a growth of the trip distance. Like mm -hmm. from three kilometers, right now it's close to four kilometers. So that's like like people tend to like ride more, like ride longer when it's easier to ride. Um, but I think uh, with electric bike, that that uh, far end of the distance can be extended. Uh, significantly, mm -hmm. probably to three kilometers to like ten kilometers, mm -hmm. right? So that can actually cover most of the trips uh, that are done in the city. So basically, just imagine like uh, in the city, people ride electric bikes, mm -hmm. um, and uh, and and there will be a lot less cars in mm -hmm. the in the city, right? The, yeah. the the pollutions, the congestions, the 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 accidents, like like all these things will will, will be massively much better for the environment. Reduced, yeah. yeah you'll see like people. Like the city is getting better. Yeah. The, the people are also like in terms of price, right? Mm -hmm. you, you take cars, it's, it's expensive, right? So, or owning a car is expensive. So, so yeah. So like you think about how people get from point A to point B in the city, um, uh, regardless of what, like 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 vehicles we use, uh, we always think about like what is the most um, economic way, mm -hmm. safe way, green way. Right, uh, easy way to uh, to get around to to complete that distance. Mm -hmm. Right, so we are uh, we, we're trying to find like a, like more advanced vehicles to 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 satisfy that demand. Mm -hmm. So I think e-bike is a very natural option of that. And, and also like I saw like there's there are companies here like a uh, Scoot like like mm -hmm. similar yes. things um, to 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 do that. Um, so yeah, so we're we're very optimistic. And actually, we have uh, e-bikes in China. Um, been tested in different cities, and we see very promising results uh, on that. Obviously, like there are different economic yeah. metrics. Um, there are different like uh, models, right? So, 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 how to change the batteries, how to sort of like charge the batteries, and how to do the operations will be different. Mm -hmm. um, but I think e-bikes is uh, is is one of the uh, one of the things we are uh, we're gonna sort of like uh, uh, put efforts on in the future. Got it. Yeah. Great. And how big is the team right now? Mm. So in China, we have 2,000 plus employees. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a big team. Um, and for international, we have uh, a bit more than 100. So mm -hmm. it's still very start, very early stage. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I think uh, the principle of the company in terms of hiring people is that, uh, well, obviously, like like we're very, we're a very lean team. Uh, we hire we hire the best of the best, and and we also like love to have people on board who share uh, the same passion. Uh, with us, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, we wanna we wanna really make changes uh, of, of of the of the world of the city, like on how people get around, mm -hmm. um, and provide more options, more choices uh, to the to the to the people. So, um, so yeah, so that's 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 us. Yeah. Um, how do you think of the of your product uh, when you know self driving cars are pretty much dominant everywhere in the world today? There's obviously more challenges they need to solve to go to level five automation uh, with computer vision problems and you know solving the last mile. But in a world where you have uh, you know pretty much self driving cars, how do you see um, you know O four bike sharing or electric bikes playing a role? Yeah, yeah. First of all, like I love to see that day. I love to <laughs> love to uh, experience that. Like like. Like experience, so so yeah. So f first of all, like I think um, uh, even if like people have choices like autonomous driving cars like everywhere, um, still there there will be uh, a very huge demand in terms of uh, the, the the bike sharing. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not sure whether we're going to roll out like self driving bikes, um, <laughs> but even if you consider like the current product, 
All right, so I think there are a lot of advantages here. Uh, number one, I would say, is um, is is the density, mm-hmm. right? So you look at uh, you like look at how the city is planned. Uh, maybe um, like maybe in San Francisco, like this, the car can go to almost everywhere because the city is like blocks and, and everything. But in many cities, like in Southeast Asia, in developing countries, like in China, there are a lot of like small roads. Car cannot get in. Obviously, there are arguments. Yeah. Like uh, you can probably like uh, put the put the driver's car. Mm-hmm. When you take the driver out of the car, you can change the change the shape of the car. Car, like like it looks like a Batman's like a motorbike something like that. <laughs> you can you can do that right. Yeah. So 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 yeah. But but within that being said, with that being said, still like I think density um, um, is something like uh, like uh, the, the the shared bike has has um, uh, uh, advantage on. Uh, number two is cost. Mm-hmm. So basically, like uh, autonomous driving car is a beautiful uh, product, uh, but uh, my thinking is that to manufacturing that, to, to put in the scale, is going to require a lot of investment. Mm-hmm. And uh, to operating that system and to use that system is going to be very costly. So, um, so it's like uh, it's like uh, you, you think about it, right? So especially at the at the at the beginning of, of that, you still need to a lot need a lot of to maintain the system, right? Um, like, uh, and at the same time, like I w- I would say. Uh, how much? What is the pricing of taking a autonomous driving car? Mm-hmm. Right? Um, like, uh, like, uh, like uh, I don't know the pricing, but mm-hmm. I, my imagination this feels like a fancy service, um, and could be like, uh, could be kind of. Well, the cost of making car is significant, but the driver cost and the ride sharing should go away ideally. Yeah. So basically, basically, like, uh, like for for the uh, for the um, for the bike itself, right mm-hmm. now, like we do not have a driver. Mm-hmm. We do not have. Uh, we do not have a cost of energy. We, we don't have electricities. Right, so it's all like man powered. Mm-hmm. So it's like uh, cost wise, we're going to be much lower in terms of. Um, uh, so can you compare the cost per trip today on an Ofo versus a Didi? Um, yeah. So I mean, well, Didi is not self driving yet. Yeah. Right? So it's like no, a, just a, based on today, because that's an interesting observation. Yeah. So I think there is a there is a. A, a, a few like interesting, uh, a few like main categories. Uh, so number one is the is the is, is the driver opportunity cost. Mm-hmm. So basically, for a ride sharing model, uh, you need to pay the driver. Like the, when when he gets online, there's there's always like charging, right? So yeah. it's like you need to pay for him like the hourly rate or or, or whatever rate. Like like uh, like you need to there there's a cost there, and that is a variable cost. Mm-hmm. So basically, like you do one more trip, uh, there's always like a driver's take on that, right? So that's number one. Number two is. Um, on um, the, uh, the, 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 the energy cost. It's basically right now most of the cars are running on, uh, gasoline, right? Maybe some on electricity, but still, like, um, most of them are on a gasoline, so there is a huge cost there. Also, that one is variable cost. Mm-hmm. So, um, so like for every trip, more distance you travel, like the more you pay for the gasoline and for the driver, right? So, so these costs are not going to go away. But for bikes, like, uh, like, uh, we, uh, we, we, most of the cost we have is fixed cost. So basically, the cost does not go up as we scale, as we, mm-hmm. as we do more trips. So at the beginning, when we have less users, like the bike, or maybe the bike user twice a day, mm-hmm. right? So, so that's, 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 that's how we, um, how the structure is. But later, when we, when we have more users, the biker use like five times in, in universities around, sometimes go up to ten times. Mm-hmm. So, when that comes, the cost does not go up when we, when we, uh, when we do the, uh, when we increase the, uh, Increase the number of uh, number of trips. So still, like we 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 pay the same amount of salaries to the to, to the maintenance workers, and with our smart system, like actually their working load does not increase. Mm-hmm. Like still, like like they well when 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 they manage like two hundred bikes, they maintain like uh, they spend time to repair maybe thirty bikes a day, and we have when we have them like manage one thousand bikes mm-hmm. a day. Uh, what we do is that still like maybe repair uh, thirty five bikes a day. Got so it. still like that doesn't go, but the efficiency, the cost, operation cost per bike is actually goes down a lot. Yeah. Because you get more leverage. Yeah. By, uh, you know, 20, you said like uh, you get 20 rides a bike, right? 
in some university we can we can get to twenty, and, okay. and our record is over a hundred times a day. So that, that that is that is that is well that is in one I saw it once. So um so but but normally it's like ten around in, ten, in, in university. Right? Got it. So so yeah, so it's it's quite uh it's quite uh, it's quite a different model. So so for us it's more like a rental model. Yeah. Um, for ratcheting it's more like a Ratcheting up, I yeah, would say. Yeah. Um, and, and, well, if you think about like autonomous driving, obviously you take the driver out. Yeah. Right. So there is no cost for the driver. That's a massive increase of the, of the efficiency. Um, but still, like I said, like I said, like the, uh, there's a, there's a maintenance cost of the car. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that would be possibly, um, be higher than the maintenance cost for a bike. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, and also like there is, there's density issues. Yeah. And there's also like, um, the system management, right? So it's, so it's like the, the, I don't know. Too much about the autonomous driving, but my guess is that the the total cost of operation and management will be will not be cheap. Cheap and maybe higher than what it takes to do a bike. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Like maybe the whole the total cost is even higher than the current system, the yeah, car system. Probably. <laughs> yeah, only time will tell us. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, we will see. We will yeah. see. Yeah, but I'm pretty. Like, I'm a big fan of autonomous driving. So got um, it. Yeah, I'm supporting it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. thank you so much, Yankee. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us. Thanks for having me. Thank yeah, you. Thank, thank you so much. All right. Thanks for listening. So as always, the video and transcript are at blog.ycombinator.com. And if you have a second, please subscribe and review the show. All right. See you next week.